Welcome to Special Programming, produced by the Public Communication of Science undergraduate students here at the University of Ottawa. In this course, SCI 3101, the Public Communication of Science, undergraduate science students learn skills related to communicating their knowledge to non-specialist audiences in the general public. That's us. As one of their assignments, they are tasked in pairs or alone to produce a five to eight minute podcast on any scientific topic of their choice. Using any approach of their choosing, the students were to produce a short media clip that would be informative, accessible, and interesting to an audience from the general public. In this series, we have stories, interviews, and conversations that range from COVID vaccines to black holes in the universe. Hi all, welcome to all our new listeners. Uh, well, I guess welcome to all visitors since our first ever episode. Yeah, welcome to Pottawa, a biology fun facts podcast relating to issues in Pottawa. Welcome, welcome. Crack open a bottle of wine. Grab a cup of coffee. Turn up the volume and enjoy. I'm Amy. And I'm Kata. Our first ever episode will be on drumroll, please. Helmets, the science of helmets. To start us off, let's bring our episode to the people of Ottawa. We're asking you Ottawa students, honestly, do you wear a helmet? Hi, so what's your name? Uh, Isabel. Isabel, do you wear helmets? Uh, not gonna lie, I usually don't. Hi, Andrea. Honestly, do you wear a helmet? Honestly, most of the of the time, no. I like to feel the wind through my hair. Uh, hi. So, be honest. Do you wear helmets? No. Well, sadly, the answer to her question was a resounding no. Not gonna lie, until I dug deeper into the deal about helmets for this podcast, I was a pretty anti-helmet gal. Tisk tisk, Amy. Well, it makes my hair sweaty, and rest assured everyone, after hearing all we have to say, you'll be converted just like I was. Well, do I have a story for you about helmets. Recently, I've also been converted into a helmet advocate. Um, after witnessing my roommate's horrible accident that resulted in a brain fracture, which, which could have all simply been avoided with, you guessed it, a helmet. But why hear from me when you can hear it from the lady herself? With us today, we have Kata's roommate, Vanessa. Hello, Vanessa. Hi. So, Vanessa, why don't you tell us your story? Well, it's a little bit ironic. So, during one of the pandemics, uh, I wasn't working, and I got a job with the one of the electric scooter companies in Ottawa called Bird Canada. Oh my god, those scooters are everywhere. I know. That even, like, you, Ottawa, I'm pretty sure, gave out, like, 20 free minutes to frosh kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're pretty everywhere, but... Weren't those um, even banned in Toronto? Yeah, because too many people were getting in accidents on them. Anyway, I also got in an accident <laughs> on one. So one time, Kata and I, we were out. It was a Thursday night, and uh, I had just finished work, and we were in the market, and I ran into one of my old friends who still worked for the company, and he offered us a ride home on them. So we... It's even more ironic because we actually got home on the scooter. And then we're like, oh, let's go for like a little bit of a ride. Since it was free ride for us. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So we were like, oh, we'll go down to like this fountain by our house. And there's this this road that goes down a pretty big hill. And I was like, oh, let's go down the hill. 
bad decision because um, I all that happened that like I just hit a pothole and then my scooter went flying one way and I went flying a different way and then from like that point on I blacked out for the next like week um, but Kata was there and from what I've been told like I basically just like tumbled yeah she tumbled and blacked out and we called the ambulance um, and they took her to the hospital and um, yeah and then so I uh, I fractured my skull from the top of my eyebrow to the bottom of my neck so the entire length of my skull on the right side um i also broke my cheekbone and fractured my jaw and (laughs) bursted my eardrum and then because i had broken my cheekbone it pinched a nerve which made half of my face paralyzed (laughs) um and i had like lots of road rash on my back Mm -hmm. as well and so i was basically bedridden for like a full month um and i was in the hospital for about four days um and my nurse actually one of my nurses said that every single shift she works she has somebody Mm -hmm. who is in an accident because of these scooters who's Mm -hmm. like at the hospital Mm -hmm. my neurologist actually told me if i was wearing a helmet not a single one of my injuries would have happened all i would have had was road rash goodness well if that story wasn't enough to convince you to use helmets let's hit you with some fun facts So fun fact number one, helmets are the earliest invention of personal protection and they were made of stiffened leather, bronze, and iron. Fun fact number two, helmets provide a 63 to 88% reduction in the risk of a head and brain injury and a face injury from uh, bicycles, motor vehicles, and other causes of accidents. Fun fact number three is those cyclists who do not wear such equipment are at a 6.6-fold greater risk of head injury and 8.3-fold risk of brain injury. So these are outstanding lines of evidence as to why we should protect our heads. So why do so many people refuse to wear a helmet? Uh, Well, one reason is that some studies have come out about the risk compensation hypothesis that says wearing a helmet leads to riskier behavior because you have this false sense of security. In addition, a lot of studies have come out saying that helmets do not provide protection against concussions. However, these studies that, that say that they don't protect against concussions are non-randomized study designs. So that means that the people that are chosen for these studies choose to wear helmets based on previous uh, injury history, which has shown to increase further in injuries even while wearing a helmet. And in addition, people who have had previous injuries are typically people who have been reported to consume reckless behavior now we'll get into a little bit of the biology of it but a little bit of physics and don't worry we'll we'll simplify it for everyone who's not you know a science communicator Mm -hmm. so what for a bit of context your head is pretty much like an egg where your brain is like the yolk in the middle and then it's surrounded by cerebrospinal fluid but you can just think of that as like the egg white it's kind of like a watery thing and then your skull would be the shell. And then your brain is just floating, like the egg yolk floats in the egg white. So if you are moving at a really fast speed and then you fall and hit your head, your skull's gonna hit the pavement at the speed you were moving at. So let's say you're going at 10 kilometers an hour. Your head's not made to hit the ground at 10 kilometers an hour. That's really fast. And can I add in that the scooters that you see around Ottawa go 20 kilometers They go 20 kilometers an hour? Yeah. yeah. I don't, okay, that's so, really yeah. fast, guys. Uh-huh. I didn't even know that. But um, <laughs> So pretty much we'll do, yeah, a little bit of physics here. Newton's first law, you've probably heard of him. He's a smart guy. Um, says that... 
force is equal to mass times acceleration. So the amount of force that's gonna hit your skull is pretty much equal to like your weight times how fast you were going. And you're gonna keep going at that speed even when like you're not actually going at that speed. That's called inertia. And so once your skull hits the ground, your brain's still going 10 or 20, I guess, kilometers an hour. And then that's gonna hit your skull with that much speed and that's gonna be a lot of force on your brain. So that's gonna cause it to go back and forth and damage your brain cells. That's where you get a concussion and that's where you get brain damage. <laughs> And then, yeah, so they actually work. There's like a hard fiberglass exterior and that's going to absorb and redistribute the force of the impact. And then below that, there's foam lining. And so what that does is just slows down how fast your head is going, like sort of decelerates how fast your brain's actually going to move. Both of those things, all they do is they work to minimize the effects of, I guess, what we just explained is Newton's first law on your brain. And yeah, that's why helmets reduce mm-hmm. brain injuries, guys. A little crash course on little physics for you. Good little pun there. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay, so that was a lot of information for you. So why don't we just, you know, boil this down, hard boil the egg that is your brain that needs to be wearing a helmet. Essentially, helmets do work to protect your head by redistributing and slowing down the intensity of a fall. And thank you to Vanessa for being our first guest on Pottawa. Thanks for having me, guys. (laughs) And finally, thank you to all of our listeners who tuned in today. Hope to see you or, I guess, listen to us next time. Short little disclaimer. All the information used from this podcast was taken from reliable sources, and the citing can be found by contacting Amy or Kata or the Public Communication of Science class. You just heard one episode in a series of podcasts produced by the Public Communication of Science undergraduate students here at the University of Ottawa. 